Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. This is the third and final installment of a three-part series of BusinessWise episodes on the subject of justice. If you've missed the earlier two, go ahead and hang in and listen to this one and then go back and catch those episodes. The last one was called War and Peace, and the one before that is What You Need to Know About Justice. Those are the last two episodes. And then there's a bonus episode in there, which is a replay of an earlier episode, which is useful in understanding episode two. I don't know if you cut all that, but if you just listen in sequence, you're going to be fine. But if you listen to the one we are dropping today, you're going to be fine because all the business-wise episodes are intended to be able to stand on their own. Now, I do not spend a lot of time studying the videos and presentations of other, quote, authorities, end quote, on the subject of management. I study Mr. Hubbard's works in detail and extensively, as it's my responsibility really that information to you. So, of course, I make it my business to understand it as best as I am able. But perhaps I should listen to some of them more. I do listen to some, but I recognize truth in some of them. Actually, I recognize what are unquestionably Mr. Hubbard's statums in them, sometimes reworded and sometimes badly altered, but in most cases omitting authorship, which is not okay. I also sometimes hear false data that is so bad that if followed would guarantee failure in a business. But as I say, I don't spend much time listening to them or reading the books of business uh, gurus, quote unquote. Even the best of them have a common human frailty in that they don't always recognize what to emphasize. I have met some very, very successful entrepreneurs who have not studied uh, Mr. Hubbard's data. Surprising number have, however. Uh, they There are sets of the what we call the green volumes, Mr. Hubbard's encyclopedic work on administration and management. In some places, you would not expect to find them, I assure you, but they're there. So his information is far more prevalent in the business world than is commonly realized. But back to my point, I have met, you know, very, very successful entrepreneurs. And what I've discovered is they themselves are not usually spotting the actual reason for their success. Even when they write books about themselves or their successful actions, they don't always spot with precision what are the things that they did or didn't do uh, or avoided, I guess you could say, that uh, led to their outstanding uh, success in some areas. Another point, of course, is that few are successful in uh, all areas of their lives. You know, you have met, I'm sure, very successful people who uh, perhaps leave other things to be desired in their lives. Maybe their family situation isn't as positive as it could be. Um, Maybe there's quite a bit of sacrifice on some other aspects of their lives uh, that they have made in order to be uh, at least financially, monetarily, or materialistically successful. But they're not always successful uh, in every respect, particularly in light of their own vision for themselves, if they have one, you know, a basic purpose, a fundamental purpose that they have had all their lifetimes. Are they achieving that? That is an important question that every one of us need to ask ourselves. But that's another that's subject for another podcast. In fact, it was a subject of a podcast. Episode 50 uh, of Volume 1 covers that in detail. Anyway, I'm digressing a bit, but per Mr. Hubbard, it is a high ability 
to identify source and uh, not everybody has it. And it's that again was something I will cover uh, up the line here. But the point I wish to make is that the subject of justice is seldom touched on in any of these discourses on management from other sources. It seems to be uh, largely ignored to the extent that I almost wasn't even going to bring it up, except for the fact that its absence is guaranteed to ultimately destroy a group. The absence of justice or a justice system or a justice factor in a group will ultimately lead to its destruction, inevitably. And the, and the presence of injustice will destroy it even faster. So, uh, and the, so that's why, you know, we had better cover this. I decided we're going to cover this and we're going to cover it pretty thoroughly. And that's exactly why we've devoted three uh, episodes in a row to it. Anyway, last episode, we talked about the third party law. And for those of you who have not listened to that episode, which we aptly call War and Peace, I will just briefly state the law so you don't get lost in this episode. And that is, quote from Mr. Hubbard here, a third party must be present and unknown in every quarrel for a conflict to exist, end quote. So you see a quarrel or a conflict and it's not resolving. There is a third party there, a person or group with a hidden agenda creating that conflict. Uh, details and examples for this are covered in the last episode, but today we're going to explore this further and how third party directly impacts justice and creates injustice. But before we get into that, let's clear up two terms. The first, these are two terms I don't know that we've covered them in all the episodes we've uh, done in business-wise. We might have, but this may be a first. The first is the term suppressive person, or SP. And Mr. Hubbard defines that as follows. This is from a lecture of 1966, August of 1966. And he says here, a person who rewards, this is a quote, a person who rewards only down statistics and never rewards an up statistic. He goofs up or vilifies any effort to help anybody and particularly knifes with violence anything calculated to make human beings more powerful or intelligent. A suppressive automatically and immediately will curve any betterment activity into something evil or bad, end quote. So there you have a description of a relatively small percentage of the population. It's not like it's 50-50, but there is the thing that has to be confronted on the part of the listener here is that there are people that are just evil. I don't know. They have a suppressive inclination. And their concept of survival is through the non-survival or demise or decay of others around them. You, as a social personality, probably look at survival as something that you share with your friends and with your community. You see others doing better and you see it as uh, a good thing that um, we're all growing stronger or more prosperous or happier together. But a suppressive sees somebody doing better, and they see that as a threat to their own survival, because their survival is through the idea that others will do worse, as opposed to the social personality that we are all doing better together. Okay, that's some examples of that kind of personality. Those kinds of personalities exist. And uh, if you like to go around the world thinking that such personalities don't exist, 
then you're ignoring your history. You're ignoring the fact that these horrible conditions and these horrible genocides and uh, human trafficking and these horrible human conditions that exist are perpetrated by people like that. And they rise into areas of tremendous influence sometimes, and the destruction that they can create is very great. Uh, on the other hand, you can have two-bit suppressives or two-bit SPs that their circle of influence is pr pretty small, but they are surrounded by family, perhaps, that are not doing well, and uh, quote-unquote friends that are not doing well. And uh, when you see things like that, you know, a family that's not doing well or a group that's not doing well, be aware that it's very, very possible that there is a suppressive person in the middle of all that somewhere or on the periphery. Okay. So that's a suppressive person. Now, this is the next term. The term is potential trouble source or PTS, which are the initials. So you have SP, initials for suppressive person, PTS, initials for potential trouble source. And it means definition, quote, and this is from Mr. Albert, means potential trouble source, which itself means a person connected to a suppressive person. All sick persons are PTS. Those who roller coaster, that means they do great one day and crash the next, and they're doing great for a few days, and they're depressed for a few days. What uh, I guess the psychologists or psychiatrists uh, might refer to as a manic depressive. You want to use those terms. We don't use those terms, but it's an apt description. Roller coaster. So he says, uh, those who roller coaster are PTS. Suppressive persons are themselves PTS to themselves. That's from an article, 20 April 1972. So that's a PTS. That's a person who's roller coastering and they're connected to a suppressive person. If you find yourself roller coastering, Good advice is to look around for a suppressive person uh, in your environment or on your periphery, or you can get uh, help on that by somebody who's trained in this technology. There's actually a whole technology to detecting and handling suppressives and handling PTSness. But um, there you go. There's a couple of fundamentals on the subject. So with these terms under our belt, let's get going on this. The article we are covering today from Mr. Hubbard is entitled Justice and is dated 24 February 1969. And it starts out this way. This is from Mr. Hubbard. In an extension of third-party technology, I have found that false reports and suppression are very important in third-party technology. We know that a third party is necessary to any quarrel. Basically, it is a three-terminal universe. Remember, Mr. Hubbard refers to a terminal as something that can give and receive communication. So individuals are terminals for each other, and they can relay communication back and forth. And he says here, basically, it is a three-terminal universe. I'll let you work that out. We're not going to go into that in a lot of detail today, but interesting datum. He says, in reviewing several organization upsets, I have found that the third party can go completely overlooked even in intensive investigation, end quote. So that's pretty important. And I went, when we went over this in the last episode, we talked about being thorough in one's third party investigation because it sometimes takes a bit of doing to locate that third party because the third party is hidden. He says a third party adds up to suppression by giving false reports on others. Okay. So I'm going to make an aside here. 
This is a very important datum that the third party is operating by utilizing generally false reports. Got to understand that because if you really understand that, you've got a good leg up on the subject of justice and identifying injustice. So he says, in several cases, an organization has lost several guiltless staff members. They were dismissed or disciplined in an effort to solve interbulation. Interbulation is another word for, of course, upset and chaos within um, life force. I guess you could say within a group has life force. So if it's all upset, we would say there's interbulation in that group. Okay. So in an effort to solve interbulation, you know, different people got dismissed. But then he goes on to say this, yet the turbulence continued and the area became even more upset by reason of the dismissals. So here we're having wrongful dismissals. Now, isn't that an injustice? You know, when you see guiltless people being punished or dismissed or docked or demoted or what have you, and what is at the bottom of this? The turbulence is continuing. Ladies and gentlemen, we may be getting some turbulence shortly. Obviously, we have not hit the right problem here. We haven't hit the right issue. And this is your, this is very key because it, it should wise you up to this idea that, hey, there's a hidden influence here, a hidden third party. He goes on to say this. He says, uh, running this back further, one finds that the real third party eventually unearthed got people shot by false reports. This is a stock and trade of the third partier. False reports. And he goes on to give some examples. He says, staff member X goofs. He is very furious and defensive at being accused. He blames his goof on somebody else. That somebody else gets disciplined. Staff member X diverts attention from himself by various means, including falsely accusing others. You know, in my experience in working with groups, um, when you are doing an investigation and uh, you get this kind of rant uh, or maybe very sly sort of imparting of information about how it's really over there or somebody else's cause or someone else is to blame. Uh, as often as not, uh, I have used this and I have seen others very skilled with its use use this as an indicator to look further into the accuser because they are putting themselves at an effect point. And quite often, in fact, I would say, be willing to say almost 100% of the time, the person that they are accusing is uh, not there to defend themselves, okay? So, which is another tip-off. Mr. Hubbard goes on to say this. This is a third-party action, which results in a lot of people being blamed and disciplined, and the real third party remaining undetected. So, sometimes, you know, you go into a group or organization, and uh, it's got a lot of turmoil, man, a lot of turnover. People are sort of at each other's throats, and it's it's kind of like the cyclone of, you know, coming and going of personnel. And then there's this one individual that sort of sits there as the the rock, you know, the stable one, you know, and uh, that everything else revolves around, you know, all these dismissals are going on. And this one uh, individual is just kind of quietly sitting there doing their job, quote unquote. Elementary, my dear Watson. And yet, uh, when you find out, really, you boil it all down to this person has defended their work by making sure anybody that's able that comes into their vicinity gets themselves in trouble or dismissed through what? False reports about that person. So their idea of survival is through the demise of others. 
right? Remember, that's one of the characteristics of the suppressive. Their concept of survival. Those people, you know, if they're in a group and that group now has able people coming into that group, if they're in, have suppressive tendencies, they're going to see those people as a threat. And therefore, they are going to start working out their strategies on how to make sure that person does not succeed, does not get trusted. I know this sounds horrible and evil, and no one likes to believe that this sort of thing goes on, but unfortunately, it does. And I'd rather you learn this lesson sooner than later and raise up your confront of evil a little bit on it, because this is, uh, this is the woof and warp of existence these days and has been for centuries. So get over it, you know? Okay, so then he says here, this is extremely important. I know I'm saying how important every single line of this is because it is important, but here we go. He says, the missing point of justice here is that the disciplined persons were not faced with their accusers, emphasized. So Mr. Robert says, the missing point of justice here is that the disciplined persons were not faced with their accusers and were not given the real accusation and so could not confront it. And quote, understand this as a direct function of justice. Okay. Those accused must be faced with their accusers and the accusation, the real accusation. How many times has somebody come up to you and said, well, you know, I heard this or I heard that. I can't tell you where I got it from. Yeah, you can. If you want to be just, you can. If you want to be just, grab the guy by the scruff of the neck, say, really? So, Sally Jones, huh? She's the one who's been causing all this trouble. Great. Come with me. Where are we going? We're going to see Sally Jones. No, 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 no. I, I don't want to. No, you're coming with me. Good. Hey, Sally, here's George. George, why don't you tell Sally what you just told me about what Sally's been up to? Man, oh man, you, you will see some interesting phenomena come out of something like that. Confront the accused with the accuser and you can start to see justice. Mr. Hubbard goes on to say this. The basis of all really troublesome third-party activities is then all capital letters, false reports. There can also be all capital letters, false perception. One sees things that don't exist and reports them as, quote, fact, end quote. Therefore, we see that we can readily run back an investigation by following a chain of false reports. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, false reports are a fantastic indicator for you. Track them down. He who would be expert in investigation has to be expert in this, tracking down false reports. Who said that? And where did you get that from? And then talk to that person. Where did you get that from? And track that down and you will find your source of third party. Where are these false reports coming from? Track them down. Okay, it's a, it's a very fruitful line for investigation. Okay, then he goes on and says this. After a lot of experience with ethics and justice, I would say that the real source of upset in an area would be all capital letters, false reports, accepted and acted upon without confronting the accused with all charges and his or her accusers. An executive should not accept any accusation and act upon it. To do so undermines the security of one and all. What an executive should do on being presented with an accusation or down stats or, quote, evidence, end quote, is conduct an investigation of false reports and false perceptions. There you go. Straight from Mr. Hubbard. Use such accusations to determine veracity of data. Is it true? Isn't it true? Track down the sources of that. Confront the accused with the accusers. At minimally confront them with the false reports or with their reports. Okay. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm about to give you a datum that's going to rock your world, all right? For those of you who've been around the technology a long time, this is going to blow your mind. And for those of you who are kind of new to this, it's still going to blow your mind, but 
Anyway, let me just give you this datum. He says the personal security of the staff member is so valuable to him, apparently, that when it is undermined by false accusations or injustice, he becomes less willing and less efficient and is the real reason for a PTS condition. Now, Ron Hubbard, how about that? You don't think this is important? You don't think the subjects of justice and injustice are important to your group or organization? I don't care how big it is. Uh, no group is so small. You could probably perform an injustice on yourself, frankly, but no group is so small that it doesn't need a deep understanding of justice and injustice. If you wanted to grow and expand into the future forever, or at least for a long, long time, man, you better know this subject cold. And then he goes on to say this the only thing which can actually remedy a general insecure feeling is a renewed faith in justice. Remember that. That's from Mr. Hubbard. The only thing which can actually remedy a general insecure feeling is a renewed faith in justice. Justice would consist, this is Mr. Hubbard again, justice would consist of a refusal to accept any report not substantiated by actual independent data, seeing that all such reports are investigated and that all investigations include confronting the accused with the accusation and where feasible the accuser before all capital letters any disciplinary action is undertaken or any condition assigned he's referring to the ethics conditions here which we've covered in many places in the in these episodes he goes on to say this while this may slow the process of justice the personal security of the individual is totally dependent upon establishing the full truth of any accusation before any action is taken. And then he says, harsh discipline may produce instant compliance, but it smothers initiative. Positive discipline is in itself a stable datum. People are unhappy in an area which is not well-disciplined because they do not know where they stand. An area where only those who try to do their jobs are disciplined encourages people to hide and be inactive. But all discipline must be based on truth. And must exclude acting on false reports. Following Mr. Hubbard on this so far, and then he wraps up the reference, this article, by stating the following. This, then, is the primary breakdown of any justice system, that it acts on false reports, disciplines before substantiation, and fails to confront an accused with the report and his accuser before any discipline is assigned, which does not weigh the value of a person in general against the alleged crime even when proven. Al Ron Hubbard. Okay, I think if you go back and take a look at any injustice you've experienced or any justice, fair justice that you experienced, you will see uh, these factors in play and uh, might make you feel a little bit better about things that have happened in the past. It doesn't uh, change what happened in the past, but at least you can identify the truth of what happened and carry on with the future without being saddled with, oh, these Horrible injustices I experienced. I mean, hanging on to those is pretty pointless. But we have a future to build. And uh, we have groups to build. We have uh, organizations to build. We have a world to uh, rebuild, one could say. And uh, our success in that, to no small extent, is going to be dependent upon your understanding, duplication, and willingness to apply this information on justice and, of course, not wreaking injustice in the process. I hope this has been as useful for you as, it is, as I have intended it to be, and uh, that we have a new era of justice uh, amongst us, 
Uh, wise members do pretty well overall in this regard, but it is an area that requires confront, and I think it can be confronted better, and the knowledge of this can be known better and applied better, and I hope uh, you do so and benefit from it. Thank you for listening, and we will. that concludes our three-part series on justice. Uh, we'll figure out what we want to teach you next week and, uh, and then teach it to you, okay? Uh, over and out. Thanks for listening.